Hello. Yeah. Hi. Is this Stephanie? Yes, this is Stephanie. How you doing, Will? Hey, Stephanie. Welcome to our inaugural podcast as our first author. Thank you so much. I'm excited mm. to be here. Good. So um, what we are doing, just so any listeners will know, is um, that this is writing and publishing success. And we started this, uh, Stephanie, a friend of mine, this is kind of funny, and his wife are doing a uh, pure cr- uh, true crime podcast about crimes and things. And they've really been getting a uh, good audience. And we have some exciting new titles coming out, yours being one of them. And you know, Cynthia being an academic publisher, sometimes we'll just have a bio 115 lab manual that, you know, is great for the class, but really doesn't need a wider audience to talk about it. And then sometimes we get a really fun and informative one like yours we want to promote because we think it'll be really timely for the audience. Um, So we have yours and we have several other topics coming up, including uh, we're going to be talking to one gentleman on supply chain, another one on randomly the history of the Alamo. And we, and we've just got some stuff that we think the broader audience uh, would be interested in. So welcome. Thank you. And yeah. And so to start things off, I always like to remind any listeners that, you know, my name's William England. I'm the owner of Sentia Publishing here in Austin, Texas. Um, we are primarily a publisher for higher education. We do not just go into one discipline. We look for anything that where a professor or a teacher might have a need for a better learning solution in their course. But as, as I mentioned before, we oftentimes come across some really interesting books like yours that have a wider reach. Um, So I thought maybe we could start out. Maybe you could tell people who you are and where you teach and your consulting, you know, the consulting work you do with companies and just why you're so awesome and why you're an (laughs) industry expert that people line up and demand to hear from. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Well, I'm Dr. Stephanie Boyer. I run the sales program at Bryant University. I've been here, I think I'm going on year number 14 now. So I've been here quite some time. Uh, So I develop salespeople. And I also, like you said, I do consulting. I do training. um, I do speaking. I speak about empowerment, about building confidence, building mental fortitude, uh, teaching sales training, sales sales strategies, sales management. Um, And I created a company with a team called Rainmakers. That's the word without any of the vowels, R-N-M-K-R-S. And it's a training program that teaches people how to sell And they sell by watching videos and they take quizzes and then they actually have conversations with an artificially intelligent customer bot. And uh, our bot has had over 300,000 conversations, sales conversations, sales meetings, uh, training people how to sell um, and um, published two books with you as well. Yeah. So the first one um, you did with Professor Adoran last year, the... uh... Little Black Book, 
of social media that we've been really proud of. And this new book that you're doing with us um, is called, not well, that you've done with us, I should say, sorry, it came out this year, is nine ways to develop highly effective salespeople. Now that's available on our site and on Amazon, um, both in digital and paperback. So can you tell us a little bit, now that we kind of have your background on, because I really want the audience to hear from you on kind of why you wrote it, who, who is it aimed at? I mean, is it, you're, you're mentioning that it's real world training for salespeople. So this could be used in a classroom setting if you're trying to teach future entrepreneurs or salespeople, and it can also be used real world, correct? It can. Actually, you know, I posted about it on LinkedIn. I use it in my sales management classes because what ends up happening is someone does really well in sales and they get promoted to management. But just because you're a good salesperson does not mean you're going to be a good sales manager. And the skills that you need to be a good salesperson are not the same skills that you need to be a great sales manager. And so usually what ends up happening is you take some of your best sales talent out of the field and you put them in management and they make everybody on the sales team miserable. And one yes. of them. so that's, that was a huge problem is that there's just not enough training for those people that are going to go into sales management. So we wanted to really drill down to the nine most important elements that any manager needs in order to develop his or her sales team. And, you know, there, there really aren't a lot of standards out there of like what works, what doesn't work um, that are being used in practice, but there is an awful lot of research on what's working and what doesn't work. So we tried to take a bunch of that, um, literature and examples of, you know, what works and what doesn't and to really put it into this book. So when I posted on LinkedIn, I was surprised to see so many managers reaching out saying, oh, you know, I bought this book. And then, you know, having a call with them a week later saying, you know what, I bought a book for my senior vice president. I bought a book for this person, you know, and so they're starting to buy lots of books for different people on their team. So it's really nice to see uh, people are using it and they're seeing some value out of it. Um, and really it's just filled with that research and that background, but it's very practical with tools and surveys and resources in order to help managers so they can actually use the resources right away, pick it up and use the same day, uh, resources to help them. Yeah, I'm very, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what direction all of this would go in, um, because you're, you know, you're, you're just so talented with what you do, but I, I, I completely sync up with you on what you're saying about the sales force. I, even for myself, I mean, before I went off on my own, I, I was a top sales rep at another publishing house and they just uh, get into management, get into management, get into management. And I didn't want to get into management. Mm. I just wanted to have my territory. And if you have a successful salesperson at a role that's that they're happy, you know, they don't feel constricted, you know, they they're happy at what they're doing and they're making the company a lot of money. Is it correct that you should figure out how to keep that person motivated, but don't try to force them into another role? Is mm -hmm. that, do you agree with that? Is that correct? Is that kind of what your, your philosophy is or? Well, you know, the, this, when you're picking a sales manager, you know, pick the qualities that are going to be a good sales manager or somebody who wants to learn them and they've got to be able to train them. 
uh, in order to be to be strong in that role. And if somebody's really good in sales, it doesn't mean that they should be in management. So I think that's really the biggest misnomer is, okay, take our best salespeople and promote them up. Then the company just loses in so many ways when they do that. So they should keep the really good people that want to stay in sales, that are good at sales, they should keep them in sales. So the goal is, you know, hopefully by using the methods that you, you know, that you're discussing, um, a sales manager will be able to identify, okay, these might be the good candidates for future management positions. Here's how we start prepping them, but also hopefully to identify the superstars that are in their right role now that maybe are uh, really bringing in all the revenue and you want to leave them, you want to leave them put, you know, while still training them, you know, uh, uh, to advance in their career, even if they stay in a, in a sales role. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for those people that are that are, you know, put into these roles and maybe they want to do a good job, but they have no idea how to be a great sales manager, they can pick up this book and they can come and understand some of the most important things that they can do to organize their sales force, to create strategy, to help their team, to create the right kind of environment so that they can succeed. Okay. So let me ask you this kind of, you know, left field here, but uh, if I was a student, you know, I'm a junior or senior wanting to get into sales and I picked this book up versus a senior manager somewhere is trying to develop a, a team of salespeople. What would each audience get out of the book? I mean, how would they approach the, the nine skills that you're talking about if you're a student reading the book versus somebody in management who's trying to implement it into their sales team? Sure. Well, you know, a student is not going to have enough practical experience to be able to really understand and and apply all the concepts, Um, but they're going to get a good background and understanding of what some of the challenges are going to be. So that way, when they do face them in those roles that they're going to grow into, they're going to have already seen this. They're going to have some strategies and some process in place that they can go ahead and implement. So they're they're like proactive, right? They're learning before they're even going to be in those roles. Some of my students get recruited into sales management roles, but usually they start out in sales and then they get promoted up eventually. Uh, but people that are in sales management roles already uh, or sales leadership, they can start to identify maybe one chapter at a time of areas that they can compare what they're doing to what the research says, what some of the companies have experienced in the past, they can make some comparisons and start chipping away to make little changes. Maybe even just starting by talking to their teams to understand what it is that they actually want, what motivates them. Okay. So a third audience might be a salesperson who is out in the field, not in management, but I'm guessing that there are a lot of good tools in the book that could help even a salesperson. So you've got the audience, you know, the student who might go into sales or sales management, you've got the sales managers who are trying to develop their team. And then you've got the actual salespeople themselves who are looking to, you know, hone their skills and make themselves more valuable to the company. So these, uh, the nine skills that you promote in the book are also applicable down to a sales team, right? I mean, for the individual oh, sales sure. people to improve their game, right? Sure. Maybe you want to, you're one of those salespeople that had a sales manager that doesn't know how to be a sales manager and yeah. you know how can yeah. you develop yourself. And so there's tools in there to build mental fortitude. 
um, about culture, communication, building your team, looking at the training that you're doing. Um, so there are tools that the salesperson could pick up and say, you know what, I don't have a manager that is helping me, but I'm going to go ahead and be the CEO of my own life and, and help myself. So absolutely, you can have those three different audiences. Well, and so we don't want to ruin <laughs> too much of the content because we do want folks to actually go out and buy the book. Um, is there one skill in the book that you, you might want to give a teaser on that they would learn about when they buy the book in terms of something that maybe a salesperson, one specific thing that they would get out of reading the book? Oh gosh, you know, it's, I know hard question. Sorry. It's, it's so interesting, <laughs> you know, like the, the market right now is it's such a strange market. It's very competitive. But at the same time, there's all these layoffs that are happening. It's so volatile. Um, managers are being hired or promoted into positions because a lot of people resigned. Um, and so managers are coming in and they don't know the culture. They don't know the processes in place. Organizations are you know, filled with managers that are running around like crazy trying to support their teams and they're just bleeding institutional knowledge. And so as all these people are leaving, they don't remember, they don't have this memory of what's actually happening, what's right and what's wrong. A lot of the companies are out there and they've frozen their spending, which is making sales challenging. Right. Um, so I would say for companies, stop laying everybody off. And instead, <laughs> this is the time to skill up their teams and to skill up their managers. So that way, you know, when it stops raining and the sunshine I'm comes sure back, um, they're going to, oh, Siri just <laughs> jumped in when they, when they, when it, when the weather is nice again and everyone wants to go out and play that they're going to be ready to do that. Right. So that way, if they skill up their teams now, when everyone starts purchasing again and business gets back to normal, everyone's going to be ready. But if they just lay everybody off, those people are going to find jobs and then they're going to struggle again to be able to find their teams. So I would say the biggest thing that companies can do right now is focus on training. If, if people are frozen, they're not making purchases in their industry. Instead, huddle up with the team, start to identify what the weaknesses are, some of the areas that they need the most training on, and start focusing a plan around creating that training. I'd say that's the number one thing um, that they could do. Um, but remember that your team is filled with humans. And right now, more than ever, people want to feel, employees want to feel, salespeople want to feel like they're being um, heard, that they're valued, that they're important, and that they have opportunities for growth or opportunities for development. And right now, if you don't train your employees, then they feel like they're just, you know, they're, they're like scum on the ocean, right? Like they're just, they're just stagnant water. They want to constantly learn and grow. So providing opportunities for them to grow and learn and get training and become better, um, that's something really important. The managers to show that they really care about their employees and understanding what the employees actually want. You know, not everybody wants to have iced coffee and beer on, on tap. Some people would prefer to have better benefits, right? So really understanding what the employees want and what their future goals are 
will will do a lot to help keep them because I know that's a big problem right now as employees are jumping around. Every time I go on LinkedIn, someone's moved to a different a right. different position. Um, but if you notice, good managers keep their teams. So if a manager leaves, often you'll see the best people on their teams are are moving with them. Um, so great managers will keep people on teams wherever they go and bad managers will just bleed people wherever they go. They're just, they, they can't wait to, to jump ship. Even if you have a great company, if you have terrible management in place, you're not going to be able to keep those sales teams. Well, I'm glad you touched on that. You, you actually stole that thunder a little bit because I was going to talk for a second about the great resignation that we've all heard about and yes, some of the reporting recently has been that a lot of the folks are like, "Uh oh, maybe I shouldn't have quit," and they're regretting that decision. And everything is cyclical. I mean, we've all lived. Uh, you know, I, I'm old enough. I won't speak for you, but I'm old enough to have gone through a few different business cycles. You know, where things go up and down, and usually what comes up does come down. And We've had employee markets, we've had employer markets, and it, it, it's always shifting. And sometimes, so what I think is really great about what you said is your book should help, will help companies, number one, keep and develop the teams that they have. Because you put a lot of, it's not only money, but time and intellectual capital and what these people can do for your company, that if you've put that into them, you want to keep them. And at the same side, on the other side of that, if you're an employee who has left, maybe you weren't even in sales, but now you regret that you, you know, you're ready for your next thing and you, you want to get into sales or you were a salesperson and you want to enhance your skills to get the next level of sales job, then everything that's encapsulated in the book will help you a maintain your people if you do have them, but b help the people who maybe have resigned or have jumped ship to figure out their next step. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, in the book, we've done the legwork to find the research. So a sales manager, someone can pick this book up, even if the organization isn't providing enough training, um, they can use the tools today. They can borrow the concepts in order to be a better manager. And being a better manager, what does that mean? It means less turnover on your team. It means better performance. And it means happier employees. So we do not call, we're not calling it a workbook. Um, but in a way it is. So you're saying that for all of the areas that you identify, you provide in the book uh, real steps and exercises that... Uh, managers can use but also the salespeople themselves so it's a working document with real world examples that people can implement into their team pretty much right off after they read and internalize the the theories is that exactly. right exactly we talk about adaptability and mental fortitude and being able to help prepare for change we talk about how to create a safe culture for sharing and learning and innovation how to incentivize behaviors and creating sales motions that you want. 
um, knowing what people actually want, what's important to them, how to grow them, how to develop them. So we talk about the research and we give some practical tools that can be implemented right away. So it's not just, you know, I heard from someone, they reached out to me on LinkedIn. They're like, oh, I thought this was just going to be all academic and filled with just research. And so we tried to put the research in, but then tell the stories and create practical tools that they can actually use now. Okay. So curveball for you. Is this something that would be applicable to both big and small organizations? What if somebody's listening and says, well, we have two salespeople. I don't, oh, sure. you know, I don't have a 200 person team. I don't need that kind of skill. I mean, is it something that works for both, uh, large and small organizations or even entrepreneurs who are their own sales team that they can pick up and, and learn some more skills for their it one is. man shop. It is. There's, there's something in there for everyone. Okay. Well, um, the book uh, came out this year. We are extremely proud of it. It's available both on our website, which is CynthiaPublishing.com, and that's S-E-N-T-I-A, kind of an interesting word, publishing.com. Um, the book is also on Amazon now, so it is available on Amazon. You can get it in both places. Um, because you are a whirlwind of activity um, and always, you know, coaching these big organizations and small organizations, uh, you know, companies can uh, order for their entire sales team and get a nice discount on it. Um, and you, you are available for consulting. I mean, do you want to tell talk briefly about kind of what you do when you go into companies and talk and, and give a lecture and a coaching session? Sure. You know, we can do um, longer training sessions, coaching sessions online, um, online talks on different areas, how to close, how to handle pushback, um, or, you know, doing workshops, one day, half day, one week, two week workshops. Uh, we even bring clients here at the university and they live on campus and they have their own sales university with us. So there's so many ways. And the best way to reach me right now is just through LinkedIn. Okay. Do you want to uh, give a shout out to your co-author? Oh yeah. About it real quickly. Yes. Yes. Give and Andrew a good introduction here. Andy Artis is amazing. He's my mentor. He's my co-author. Um, he's worked with me on a lot of research on self-directed learning and, um, you know, such a well-respected man, great sales manager, um, and excellent consultant as well. Okay. Well, we try to keep these things to about 25 minutes. So, um, do you want to give the audience maybe your email or if they were interested in bringing, you know, talking to you about some consulting for their sure. company, how they would reach you? Sure. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Stephanie Boyer with an F, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E. -E. Uh, and then you can email me at S-B-O-Y-E-R, S-Boyer, at Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T dot E-D-U. Okay. And we want to thank everybody for listening. And thank you, Stephanie. Um, again, my name is William England. If you ever, we've done topics so far on uh, not as exciting as yours. So far, we've touched on <laughs> copyright clearance and how to get permission to use material from uh, third-party sources in your books and why someone should become an author to promote their brand or uh, their business or to become an expert in their field. And so, you know, we're always looking for new titles, uh, new ideas that can be sent to us at cynthiapublishing.com slash idea. And, uh, 
Stephanie, do you have anything else you want to you want to add or is that a fair summary of the book? I think that's great. And, you know, thank you so much and looking forward to continuing on here. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank well, you. we're excited. You're a dynamo. And, I've, you know, I have researched you on LinkedIn and everything you touch turns to gold. So companies, if they want to improve their bottom line, they should reach out to you. So thank you. And uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.